0: Welcome to Steelcast, Tata Steel UK's podcast about all things related to steel. Our processes, our products, our customers, our people and our communities. My name is Tim Rutter and in this latest series I'm talking to experts and key stakeholders about climate change, sustainability and decarbonisation. Earlier this month Tata Steel joined other manufacturers, processors and industry bodies at the first ever Metals Expo at the National Exhibition Centre in Birmingham. It was the first opportunity for a number of years for people across the UK metals industry to come together and discuss some of the most pressing issues they're facing and to share their latest developments and innovations. So we went along to speak to some of those people and to talk specifically about the challenges of energy and the progress towards decarbonisation. In the first in the series of mini-podcasts, we caught up with long-time friend of the pod, Gareth Stace, Director of Trade Body UK Steel. Okay, so we've been wandering around the show a bit this morning to see all the exhibitors and uh, we've just come across uh, the director of UK Steel, Gareth Stace. Gareth, you've just been speaking to the audience here uh, about policy uh, and uh, UK Steel uh, and the importance of uh, policy in the new government. Uh, Tell us a bit about your highlights from today, what you've been telling the audience. Well, we're in a unprecedented time and everyone uses that word unprecedented all the time but it
1: really is in terms of the energy crisis that we're in you know we're in a a position even today where many days it's not profitable to make steel at the moment the costs of energy are too high that's only going to get worse so we're really pleased that the new prime minister two days into the job last thursday said yes she's going to come out with a massive energy package our message to government is you
0: know
1: use the time in terms of developing the details of that of that policy well in terms of understand understanding the massive
0: scale
1: of what's needed um, the, the the how quick it comes in and then also understand that they need to be flexible because it's all about for uh, businesses and steel sector in particular to be internationally competitive. It doesn't you know way matter. If our um, competitors are paying 500 pounds a megawatt hour and we're paying 500 pounds a megawatt hour, yeah. that's fine. Uh, and so it's all about being competitive. So if we see European countries going further, going faster, then we want government to be fleet of foot and to go further and faster as well. That's the key message to government.
0: Yeah, but this is not a new story for the steel industry in the UK. This story about energy and the, the recent spike in prices has maybe brought it to the fore. But this is kind of inextricably linked with the challenge of decarbonisation, isn't it? And I know from the Tata Steel perspective, there's been some stuff in the news about Tata Steel asking the government for funding, but to, to make that techni- technology transition and British Steel will be in the same place and Seltzer will be in the same place, other members of your organisation. But funding alone is not enough. It's a legislative framework that is equally important for us. Do you see the, the change of government being an, an opportunity after years of maybe banging our heads on a brick wall a bit? Oh, yes, certainly.
1: You know, the, the Theoretically, this is quite an exciting time. A government that, that hopefully will have a vision of the of the country that the UK could be or the economy that the UK could have. Uh, and, and I would hope that, that this Prime Minister and this Chancellor and this Business Secretary would clearly see the importance of steel within that as a foundation sector. And the importance of helping a sector, but not even really helping, working with a sector like steel to get from being as carbon-intensive as we are now to net zero uh, carbon in 2050 but we can only do that as a partnership um, because if you think about it you know the sheer cost of going from the way we make steel now to the way we might make steel in the future to um, utilizing new technologies like using hydrogen or carbon capture uses and storage etc businesses can't do that on their own they just can't because the costs of production are going to increase and therefore you're putting steel onto the market that's more expensive and who's going to buy it so when you talked about Policy, we want to see the government saying, okay, by 2030, 2035, 2050, um, you in the UK, if you're going to buy steel, you can only buy steel that has zero carbon. I mean, you know, in terms of emissions in its production. You know, that then generates the market for us. It means we can stay competitive while making those steels that the market needs and the government wants us to make and then we can be we could be there is an opportunity still i think for the uk to be a leader in net zero but we need to remember you know it is about c- even simply competitive energy prices because every technology for the steel sector in the UK to move from where it is now to net zero involves using more electricity not less and therefore you you don't even start on that journey if you can't compete on energy prices, yeah. you can't even start that journey.
0: Yeah and it's a debate I think you and I shared a podcast uh, some months ago didn't we to talk about these challenges but since then I think things have significantly changed and you know if you put yourself on the other side of the fence in the government's shoes it's an incredibly difficult time for them to industry with the cost of living crisis the consumer is going to be putting pressure on them to say help us out in terms of our food costs, in terms of our energy costs, in terms of our petrol costs and to, to, to explain to the consumers that you want to spend billions of pounds potentially supporting industry that's quite a difficult thing for a new government to do surely. So what's the alternative
1: for the government to say okay steel you know, don't go on your journey to net zero as much as you want to. You know, we're not going to help you on that, so don't do that. Surely that's not what government wants to do. The other alternative is for the UK government to say, stop making steel in the UK and we'll just import it. Import it from where? China? When, you know, two years ago, China was exporting hardly any steel. So therefore, is that right, that we would have to be looking on the open market, that to where we can get our steel from, what type of steel we can get, when we can get it, and then crucially, what price we can get it at. And it's easy in the short term to think, oh, that'll be fine. But actually long term, you know, in terms of how we've seen the global market and global economies change, that would be very, very short-sighted yeah, going yeah. forward to do that, rely on imports of steel. And then also giving your responsibility to net zero over to foreign foreign um, governments that uh, we can't influence
0: at all. Yeah, yeah. nor their environmental policy. Now, some people might get the sense that the, the, the new government might be rowing back on its commitment to net zero and some have denied that and some have said they hadn't. But actually, for the steel industry, some people might say, well, if the government rows back on net zero, you can extend your targets, you've got more time to make the technology change or you can choose different technologies. But actually the pressure on the steel industry isn't just coming from government, it's coming from customers who are demanding it of us. And as a capital intensive industry, Tata Steel, British Steel, Salsa, will have assets which have a finite life. And, and so there is time pressure on this, almost irrespective of what the government policy is. You know, how do we impress that upon both the companies like ourselves and the government?
1: We're already seeing other players come into the UK market that can be selling, as I said, onto the UK market those uh, steel grades that they can say are made from net-zero, you know, carbon sources, so to speak. and and, and and so again it's 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 does government have a vision or is it a free for all? And if it's a free for all, then I'm afraid government, what we'll see is that which we say over and over again to governments over the years, a slower erosion of investment in the UK, the investment will go elsewhere and and then drip, drip, drip in terms of the steel sector becoming less important here in the UK than elsewhere because all, bar one steel producer in the UK, they're all foreign owned and therefore those investments, when those global boards are making those investment decisions, they're always looking for the best market to make those investments and we need the UK government to be saying, well, we want the UK to be the best market to invest and to encourage that finite investment from those global companies to come here and not elsewhere.
0: And your role Gary. Is to speak on behalf of the industry at places like this, uh, and to government and so forth. Now, you look at this show. I think it's a new show, Metals Expo, for the industry, and it's not just steel, of course. Um, And I can see lots of guys here from Tata Steel around us, and I know we've got lots of people at uh, this and next door recycling and waste management. But you know, as as an influencer, are the right sort of people here, or are you speaking to the converted? Do you think?
1: Well, as you said to him, you know, what we've got here is a whole range of, of people from the wider metal sector uh, you know I've met people from the, the copper sector not just steel or not just aluminium or not just stainless steel uh, here today so it's useful to meet people that I normally wouldn't wouldn't um, speak to yeah, it's useful to see also some familiar and friendly faces and, and it's uh, very useful to see that um, Tata Steel of course has the biggest the biggest stand in this whole show so that's that's very encouraging from a um, from a UK Steel point of view its biggest member has been the biggest presence here at this um, new Metals Expo that I hope, as you said Tim, it's the first year we've done it. Let's hope we do it next year and the year after and the year after and it it grows. Uh, So I think it's a real success for an an inaugural
0: um, Metals Expo. It was great to catch up with Gareth and to talk to him not only about the changing landscape with the new UK Government but also about the importance of such events where industry peers can come together on so many issues on which there is common ground. In the next episode, we'll catch up with one of our own customers, National Tube Stockholders, and talk to their commercial director, Jonathan Sockart, about the pressures coming through the supply chain for net zero products and processes and the role that they have to play themselves. It's a great insight and well worth a listen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Steelcast. Please let us know what you think about the topics we're discussing or any other aspects of decarbonisation and sustainability you'd be interested in hearing about. If you want to keep up to date with the latest happenings in steel UK, and in this series, our journey towards decarbonisation, please do subscribe to Steelcast through Podbean, Spotify, Apple or wherever else you get your podcasts. See you next time.